Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Lou. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. MGM will live on, but which big company just spent billions of dollars? We've got our Craven the Hunter. There's an unexpected new Teen Titans Go movie on the way, and there is a whole heap of sequel news. But first, we'll start with trailer talk, and we'll start with a movie I'd not heard of until this trailer. Reminiscence with Hugh Jackman. In an action movie, sci-fi, high concept, and I thought, wow, this could be cool. Rebecca Ferguson, she's in there as well. Have you seen this trailer? Well, yeah, you, you asked me to watch it so we could talk about it. This is a sexy, this is a <laughs> sexy trailer, isn't it? Full disclosure, like you don't always watch them. So I thought I'd just ask the question. <laughs> um, I, let me just say this first off, right? So I went into this thinking, wow, great. I mean, we've had Hugh Jackman doing action before in the X-Men movies. He did a bit of boxing in Real Steel. He was last seen singing and dancing. I think that's what he was doing in The Greatest Showman. Well, I thought, here we are, him doing action. And I watched the trailer and I thought, oh, so that's the thing. I don't think it looks too great, to be honest. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, I'm still not, I, I haven't really got a clear picture of, of what the actual, the sci-fi element of this movie is. So it's like he can, he has this technology that he can go back into memories or something. Reminisce. Is that what's yeah. happening? It's like you can reminisce, but you go back. I mean, I guess it's in memories. the title. Yes. Right, but you can't go back or anything. You're going back and you're reliving. And what they're saying, and you know, we get shown a hell of a lot in this trailer. And that mm. doesn't fill me with confidence when a first trailer shows you this much going on, whether it's, you know, the actors, the the motivations, some of the, you know, the big shots that are in there. Yeah. Look, but we're this... led to believe that so his ex, Rebecca Ferguson. We don't quite know what happened to her, but she's not around anymore. But maybe she wasn't who she appeared to be. It's a mystery in there. Yeah. yeah, And that's what seems to be driving this is like the mystery. So I feel like, you know, I jokingly said like, this is a pretty sexy trailer with its two stars in it. But like, I think that their relationship's obviously going to be the key element of this movie more so than the actual, the sci-fi technological kind of gimmick that's going on it's it's going to be about unraveling i guess maybe like i don't know who is she is she like a like a super spy is she an assassin was she just having an affair what type of secret is this i don't know and that will dictate i guess the type of movie that it is like yes was she like a you know was she a pirate or was she yeah was she just sleeping around i don't know but we've both is seen this the trailer Sci-fi um, thriller, or is this a romantic <laughs> yeah, drama but it, thriller it thing? I don't know. It sounds like we had a similar takeaway. Like, oh, okay. I, I don't it's know what thing. this movie is. I just don't know it's what it is. I mean, here, just... here in Australia, it will be a theatrical release, but in the US, HBO Max and theatrical. Although they've got a delay now, haven't they, that they didn't have going back to Wonder Woman 84. I think it's like 42, 45 days after... The theatrical release, they'll get it on HBO Max. But no, I thought it was, was. I thought it was the same day, 
but only for 40 days. Ah, right. And then they take it off HBO Max. Right. I thought, okay, that's different. So it's like, I thought it was a delay. There's an urgency. It's like, well, you can watch it in theaters or on HBO Max. Ah, right. But you've got to do it quickly. Right. Gotcha. And they're doing that with the latest Conjuring movie at the moment. I, I honestly thought it was a delay, but it's a limited window. They get access to it. I mean, probably. what you're saying would make more sense, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, why are we doing that? I think it's because the trailer looks average. But anyway, moving on to <laughs> a better looking trailer, M. Night Shyamalan's mysterious old movie. This is the first full trailer that we've had, and I'm intrigued. I mean... This- I want to see trailer, this film. This, this, this trailer upset me. It just like made me really uncomfortable. It just unnerved me. It's very unnerving. The kids I liked it, up. but I didn't at the same time. It was really upsetting. I, did, I just felt really distressed the whole time. Um, holy shit, yeah, I want to watch this because, I mean, if we haven't seen the twist already, because you know there's going to be one, uh, what is it? Shyamalan. Oh, <laughs> I, look, um, M. Night Shyamalan we're in like the M Night Shyamalan yes. renaissance at the moment. Still. Ever since the visit, yep. he has yeah. been back. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's all we'd say about that one. Looks really good. We're both <sighs> in. Both want to watch it's it. Creepy. Well, I mean, we could talk a little bit about what we actually see. There's a beach. Everyone starts aging rapidly. Yeah, good. Okay, I'm glad we could have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks good. It's it's a thriller slash horror with a mystery. Looks good. The last trailer I want to talk about. It's more of a. It's a TV teaser, and it is. For, is it like fifteen seconds? It's very short, <laughs> but it is amazing. It's for Cobra Kai season four. Hopefully, you've seen this trailer, and there's posters out there as well. Terry Silver returns as recent. As last night, I rewatched The Karate Kid Part 3 the first time in years. When was the last time you watched that film? Um, when did season three finish? It was shortly after that. Oh, the did wife you? Oh, you did, it fairly, okay, yeah. you did it fairly recently. Well, I, yeah, the wife had never um, watched them. So. Right. Oh, what we did, yeah, she got hooked on season one. And then mm. I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on. You've got to go back. So before she started season two, we went back and we watched one, two, right. and three. Okay. And yes. Two, okay. Uh, season two and three. That's what I, happened. I did part two ahead of season three, knowing there was going to be that episode with the emphasis on Okinawa and bringing actors back from that right. second movie. And ahead of season four, we've got a little bit longer to wait, but I thought, you know, and with the wife, she'd never seen part three. And watching Terry Silver in that film, and he'd had a couple of scenes, and she turned to me and she's like, "He's a cartoon character." I'm like, "Yep, oh, he really is. Yeah. He's mustache twirling. <laughs> he is ridiculously over the top, way more than I remembered it. Like, it is funny when I don't think that's what they were going for, but the idea of him coming back and this time having a, this time having a silver ponytail like literally silver like he's a grey man now I I'm there for it he's so over the top he's he's what's driving him in that third movie is just I get it like what happened to you know his old friend why am I blanking on his name uh, Sensei the bad guy Craig Kid 
John Crease. I wanted to say Crane. I wanted to say Crane. Crease had saved his life so many times during the war, and he's like, I owe you. And Silver's clearly very rich. Like his his house is ridiculous. He's got servants and everything else, but he's gonna take time out of his busy work life to get revenge on this school kid. <laughs> like and it's like i'm gonna make him trust me and make myself integral to his training and then i'm gonna hurt him yeah so elaborate so over the top such an aggressive movie that third one very it's just so At much times, but it's for the most part like, and daniel is really annoying in that film more so than any of the other cry kids <laughs> or cobra kai seasons and i'm a big fan of cry kid and cobra kai but uh yeah, okay, that's it. It's like a 15-second teaser, and we've talked about it longer than I think we did both movies. And we've given, we've given a review of The Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah, there Rest you in go. peace, Bonsai Tree. Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's it for trailer talk. Let's get straight on to movie news. And do you want to start us off, MGM? What's going on there? Yes, um, Amazon, the massive company known as Amazon that could buy you and everyone you know 20 times over um, will acquire MGM for $8.45 billion, just some pocket change for Amazon, I'm sure. Um, This is a big thing. This is a big deal, much like the Teutonic movement of Disney buying Fox. um, MGM's library catalog features over 4,000 movies and 17,000 TV shows, um, including, but not limited to, James Bond, the James Bond franchise. Um, Rocky, and I guess more recently Creed, Legally Blonde, The Hobbit, The Wizard of Oz, Robocop, Tomb Raider, Silence of the Lambs, The Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, Vikings, many, many, many more. So much. MGM, anything that you've seen with that line pop up at the start? Amazon. That's crazy, isn't it? And if you've got a Prime subscription, you're covered. Although they might want to increase that price point slightly. Oh, it's a good excuse. As you say, they've paid a lot of money for this. And interestingly, like pretty much most news outlets, when, when sharing this story, the image they used, Daniel Craig, James Bond, and you mentioned all the other things, all the other properties that MGM has. This is way bigger they, than Bond. I really didn't no, no, understand. No, it is. It that, is. It is. But it, it makes perfect sense because Amazon have bought MGM at a time where we've not seen it yet. But Craig, he's finished his last Bond film. So, yeah, that whole back catalogue is going to be available. You know, Amazon is going to own that now. But they're in a position where they're going to be able to reboot, relaunch James Bond for the first Mm. time since Casino Royale. And that is a big thing. You're right. The deal is way bigger than Bond. But James Bond is still one of the biggest properties out there if you're looking at blockbusters. Hey, and it's it's not even going to be limited to to movies, like something like James Bond or Rocky or, or whatever. You know, we could potentially see like a, a TV series based on the adventures of, of these characters. Oh, do you know you what? Know, we could get, 
recently we were talking about how Stallone put it out there. He was looking yes. at a streaming service to make like a prequel, a Rocky prequel, prequel Rocky. TV yeah. series. This could I mean, be his way in. He might be rubbing his yeah. arms together, being like, yes. Has yes, come. Stallone seeing this news, it's like this year. <laughs> like, not only did Amazon have his character, they've got a streaming platform where maybe they can make a prequel series, the one that he's yeah, talked look, about. M- and MGM was a company that I, to be honest, like over the next uh, maybe five is too short, but five to ten years it, it is one of the big studios that probably was no longer going to be existing just for financial reasons just there's been a lot sort of going going on with it so essentially amazon has kind of saved it but the reason they've done it you know like we're in the streaming wars at the moment there's every major streaming kind of studio is is trying to get the you know this the the content the content that they can use exclusive content so buying a big buying a studio as big as mgm like that's gonna put them ahead of the game. Yes, like definitely. Yeah, it leagues, leagues. Yeah, like we've you, we've um, praised Disney Plus for having mm-hmm. that Fox catalog now. That's really made them on center stage, along with all their already prime. Uh, bad choice of word, uh, but their prime Disney catalog. But this is yeah, this is a big thing. You know, you might not realize it, but you have just named this movie show episode. Streaming Wars. I like it. It's going to be the title <laughs> of the episode. And oh, wow. unprompted yeah. trivia. You mentioned Fox earlier and MGM. You, know the, you, you might know this already, but the classic Fox fanfare music was originally written for MGM, but they turned it down. And a couple uh-huh. of other studios also turned it down until eventually Fox used it. Now imagine 20th Century Fox without that fanfare. It's weird, yeah. It was it's written just, for MGM. There you go. Little so bit many of classic prompted trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope they because wasn't MGM? Didn't they just come up with like a new logo and stuff? Yes. They Were they did. doing away oh, with the lion intro? Yeah, we, that was only like a couple of movie shows ago. We were yeah. talking about that because the, I hope they retain the lion. I just yeah, because they're just. It's Leo, isn't it? Leo the Lion. And they've just done sure. something that <laughs> modernised it. And yeah, that was, that was fairly recent. I can't remember if it was it's like... like it was, it's a CGI line now. <laughs> I can't remember if it was like for a movie poster. I think it might have been for a poster, but it was somewhere. I think it was the Wrath of Man, wasn't it? Wasn't it on the poster of Wrath of yes. Man? Yes, well done. That's it. Yeah. So short-lived. Very, <laughs> very short-lived. Okay, so let's move on from the stream wars and the Flash. And we've also got some Flash news coming up in TV news as well, so you've got that to look forward to. Extra Flash. I, yeah, Extra Flash. <laughs> Michael, also a, a pretty good episode title. You're on fire today. No, no, no. <laughs> let's see what else I can come up with. Okay. And you pick the best. <laughs> yeah, I'll, um, I'll stop calling him out. Michael Keaton's Batman suit returns a little bloodier in a new teaser photo from the Flash director, Andy Muschietti. There we go. It's been shared everywhere online. A few people have pointed out that the droplets of blood are reminiscent of the comedian's Smiler Face logo from watching the the Smiler Face button. 
So coincidence I think it's like, or not? It does look quite staged, I guess. It, you know, but I mean, I guess it is. It's literally put there. Either way, we've got a <laughs> bloody Batsuit. It's the Keaton Batsuit, the one from Batman Returns. We've known that it's a thing. And I think it was either yeah. the last movie show or the one before we're talking about how Michael Keaton is officially confirmed. It's all happening. We don't know what it's going to look like when all's said and done. But the Batsuit and Keaton, hopefully, it's not a brief appearance. Mm. I mean, yeah, well, they're, they're pumping it up enough, so hopefully they're not just teasing us for just something so little. But, I mean, just this glimpse of, of the suit, I mean, yeah, like it looks like, you know, where we last left off with Keaton, obviously in Batman Returns, that suit, but also kind of a little bit different, but still enough the same. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, like, I guess a new version of the same, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I wouldn't really... want to see... I'm really curious. I wouldn't want to see a completely different Michael Keaton kind of. No, I, I agree. I want yeah. If that Batman, yes. If you're bringing Keaton's Batman back, it's got to be the suit, and we're getting the suit. But that's all we've got at the moment. It's a teaser image, but it's um, pretty <laughs> cool. And um, again, like pretty much all the news outlets were reporting that same image that the director first. I think he shared it on Instagram, and then it just took off from there. Yeah, I do love that. Um, that he sent me a, a funny little picture of, of of Batman eating of like a jam donut or something, ah. and he spilled jam. On it. I yeah, just... that was um, yes, and that it's not blood; it's strawberry jam. That was from artist Dan Hip, who did a lot of the um, like the background art on Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Yeah, very cute picture, very funny. I like it. Um, bit of a jokester, bit of a jokester. Oh, Joker 2. That was definitely not an accident. Um, Todd Phillips, the director of the first Joker film, is reportedly writing a script for Joker 2. I feel like we knew they were doing a Joker 2, but I guess nothing's moved forward. Nothing's been officially yep. stated that, yes, we're doing it. Is this an official statement or is this... Just well, they're writing a. He's writing if, a script. I mean, if he really is writing a script, he's doing it for a reason. And I'm sure if Todd Phillips is back, Joaquin Phoenix will be back as well. That first movie for me, five star movie, absolutely loved it. If it only ends up being a one and done, I'm happy with that. But if they're going to continue with that character, then I'm curious to see see where it goes. I'm a little bit more on board. I think. I think. <laughs> Being a, a a bit of time has passed since that you know since the movie's come out, so I'm I, I think I'm a bit more on board with the idea of a follow up. I just want them to not be tempted to be like, oh well, time to bring in Batman, or let's bring in a whole bunch of other, you know, Batman world characters here and there. Yeah, I, don't I know we you know we you had a few yeah. references and you know you had you know. Uh, what's uh, Wayne? What's Mr. Wayne's Thomas Papa Wayne? Papa Wayne. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas Wayne. That's the one. I was like, I was like Jonathan. I was like, no, that's not no, it. Superman. Uh, <laughs> and you had Superman, young Bruce Superman. Wayne, like you know, it's, it, and it's Gotham. It, it, it is. It is that world. And I mean, the Waynes yeah. feature. The Waynes do feature in in Gotham, so it makes sense. I just don't want 
I don't want us to get to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, Batman shows up. And no, that's, that's something else. And if they were going to do that, they'd have to at least wait until the third movie, which they might not even, even get to. I just take Joker. It's, it's a DC world where there's a Joker, there's a Bruce Wayne, there's not a Batman. And I'm okay with that. Because whether yeah. it's one film, two films, it's just this stand-alone thing. And the, what was great about Joker is it managed to reach an audience, even an audience that was over comic book movies. You know, whether it was DC, Marvel, Independence, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, I've had enough of that now. But Joker managed to just cut through that. I was doing that thing. It was, transcending, uh, it was transcending the genre. Um, but also, like what what that first movie was doing was, you know, it was, it was addressing, you know, social issues related to like mental health, all that kind of stuff. And I guess what they can do with the second movie is, again, like this is me being really open to it. With the, where's that that second movie can now look at, I guess, if people, if the system fails those, you know, with me- mental health issues and stuff, what happens to someone who? really needed that help and doesn't get it what where can they to what length can they go to eventually like you know how far can they take it you know what what are the effects what are the real cons of not putting those things in check yeah it could be interesting yeah so there's definitely things that they can do with with this sequel teen titans go see space jam what the hell? It's literally the name of a film. I, I do not understand. There's a poster. There's a trailer. It's a thing that is happening. If you're curious what happens in this movie, the Teen Titans go see Space Jam. That's the movie. I, I really... I don't know. And then we've got the Monstars back and we've got the little alien guys in the, you know, how they start in the beginning of the movie. I really don't know what this is going to be. It airs on Cartoon Network in the US on the 20th of June. So I'm not quite sure when we're going to get it here in Australia. I'm assuming Foxtel or Binge. But it's a thing that is happening. We're getting a sequel to Space Jam on the big screen. And... This is a thing we're also getting a crossover between Teen Titans and Space Jam. I, mean, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, obviously, this is this is a marketing thing for the upcoming Space Jam movie. That's what it is. That's it's to draw attention to that movie. Yeah, it's another avenue to yes, drawing attention to Space Jam, but it's not drawing attention to LeBron James and what we're getting in this new movie. It's going back to the nah, OG that first Space Jam. one. But that's the movie they're going to watch. Like, <laughs> so I imagine is it gonna be like really like really meta because like the, the monsters are gonna be there with the Teen Titans watching I, the I movie really, really, and interacting with them. I don't know what it's gonna be. I mean, is it essentially gonna be like a animated commentary track for the original Space Jam, but with the characters from or the voice cast from Teen Titans Go. The whole thing or, is very I imagine I imagine there's really gonna be stuff going on in like the Teen Titans world. Like it'll be a movie about them doing stuff. And then literally in the background, like like on a TV screen in the on the in the movie will will be they'll be watching Space Jam. 
Like, so I don't, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like audio track. I think it's going to be, we're going to see the characters doing stuff, but it, they're going to be. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yes. And... Yeah. But I, I do think if they're seeing the movie, like the movie's going to be playing during this Teen Titan sees or Teen Titans go see Space Jam film. And the characters are going to go on adventures. And I mentioned that, you know, the Monstars are going to feature. I really don't know. Or maybe it's going to be a case of them watching it and there'll be cutaway scenes. Again, we can just speculate all we want. But the or point we just being, wait until at least we can see it at some point. Probably, I mean, when did Space Jam come out? Was it 97? Or no, 96. Uh, the first, 96. Yeah, 96 for the first Space Jam film. We've waited all this time for the possibility of a sequel. We're getting a sequel. And this. We're getting this as well. Weird. It's very weird. Weird. I don't know. Ah, yeah. Scary. Um, but we'll move on because it's just it's just so strange. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, is returning to the Marvel Universe, in a way, as uh, Spider-Man villain Craven the Hunter in a standalone movie directed by Triple Frontier's J.C. Chandor, scheduled for... The 13th of January, 2023. So Aaron Taylor-Johnson, he's been in the, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I and mean, he it was Quicksilver. It was Quicksilver, Age of Ultron in the MCU. I mean, this just seals it. We had WandaVision. We had Evan Peters as a speedster. And we were thinking, <laughs> is this going to be a crossover? Is that going to be a crossover? What's continuity? What's not continuity? I'm the same. What's going to happen with these standalone Spider-Man films? They will cross over into the MCU. Having Quicksilver opens as Craven the Hunter. I just feel like it just muddies the waters. It, it does a little bit. I mean that that shouldn't be. You know that that's not the lead story, but it is something that needs to be addressed if there is an intention. To eventually have the like the Sony Spider-Man universe of movies and order they call it, and and the Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover, even if it's within multiverse or some rubbish like that, you have to have these very key play like these like a, an actor who played a key role play another leading role. Like, but I don't know. Should they be avoiding it? I mean, look, we've, we had that Morbius trailer. Michael Keaton rocked up again. He showed up as, I'm assuming, the same character. You know, Vulture. I mean, there you there. go. Yeah. and like, yeah. Again, we, we don't know what that really means yet. But, I mean, surely something is happening. Yeah, but to have Craven yeah. running around, it's like, hey, he looks like, he looks like Quicksilver. Well, you're right, though. That's not the story, is it? We've got not the story. a Craven movie. We've got that is happening. A, a guy who is actually a re- pretty decent actor, depending on the movies you've seen him in. Um, oh, no, I'd, I'd say he, no, I'd say he, yeah. he's, he's yeah, he definitely is, no, he is a good actor, and he's playing Craven. I think a lot of people were wanting Keanu Reeves, somebody like that. <laughs> the, the last, the last thing I saw Taylor Johnson in was Tenet, and he was good in that, almost unrecognizable to he be honest. Wasn't it? And he's actually good. beefed it up quite yeah. a bit. So I can, physically, 
it looks good for the whole. It's just that thing where if we're talking like the same continuity, I mean, we've we've had it with uh, Gemma Chan. She was uh, uh, she was Cree. She was someone in she was Captain someone Marvel. Like she was she was a blue alien, and yeah. now she's also who is said to be the lead character in the Eternals movie, which is the same. At least continuity. you can at least you can get away with it because it's like she was blue. She looked quite different. Look, maybe maybe Craven will be so bearded up and like hairy and just yeah. I don't know, maybe he'll be covered in prosthetics and just look completely different. I that you won't even okay. recognise him. As, yeah, may, maybe. And, so let's let's put that to one side then the, the fact that he's double dipping within the same continuity potentially. We we had a Venom movie financially yeah. did very well. Mixed Ooh. reviews from critics and audiences. Yeah. We've had the trailer for the sequel. We've not yet had the Mobius movie. Yet here we are. They're talking about making a Craven movie. To I be fair, that... those those two movies you mentioned have been made and ready to go. They we would have got them already if not for the pandemic. Oh true. Yeah, yeah, but the so the timeline all works. The, 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 you know, the yeah, screen, true. you know, screen audience or whatever, but they've not oh, been yeah, like mainstream what, audience. What if what if Venom and Carnage and uh, Morbius, what if they're both terrible? Yeah, and now they're oh, doing like, Craven. Yeah. I mean, at one point, they were going to do a Black Cat movie, a Silver Sable movie, then they decided oh, they to com- combine yeah. them for like, what was it called? <laughs> like Silver Black or Black Silver or whatever they were going to call it. Anyway, Craven yeah, Hunter Silver Black. <laughs> is, a, is a, a Spider-Man spin-off movie that we're getting. Yeah, but look, there's still there's still a whole bunch coming. There's that I don't know. Wasn't there? Weren't they doing like Madam Web or oh, something? They talked about that for a while. That character I, we talked about this before. Used to annoy there, there's me. An Olivia, there's an Olivia. There's an Olivia Wilde movie, which might may or may not be that one. Well, yeah, a, a live action Spider Woman movie. Let's move on. Actually, speaking of Spider Woman, we've got some casting news for Spider Man into the. Spider-Verse, Issa Rae will voice Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman, in Sony's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. So there we go. So we're still apparently getting that Olivia Wilde direction, directed even, live-action movie. But first, we'll get her in animation. And this is the classic Spider-Woman. Ooh. Cool. I mean, they can pretty much do whatever they want with the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movies. Throw in as many variations of Spider characters and oh, they will. You know, offshoots <laughs> of them. Sure Why not? Will. Like, it's the place to do it. And you know, from that, they can test the waters with them and be like, "Hey, this character is actually quite interesting. People really, you know, people know him now, and they're they're, they're yeah. into it. It's probably it a better." approach than launching a live action Craven the Hunter movie, for example. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Um, Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie will officially release on August 11th, 2023. Another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. How pumped are you? It's the people involved that has got me (laughs) excited. 
you mentioned, you know, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Not sure if you mentioned him, but he's involved. Uh, the movie is said to be directed by the Mitchells versus the Machines co-director Jeff Rowe. I mean, that is a that's that is a talent. good set of names. On the <laughs> that's, back, that's talent. I mean, on the back of, I mean, something like you know, an animated Spider-Man movie. I mean, who knew that would end up being what Into the Spider-Verse ended up being? And now some of the same creatives in, I'm thinking, you know, we've had CG live action. That doesn't make sense. Although we did actually the, um, the Michael Bay one, but I was thinking <laughs> the CG, you know, feature length animated movie, you know, the one that had Sam Michelle Geller as April O'Neil, Chris Evans as yeah, Casey yeah. Jones. So we've had animated takes on the big screen before, but I just think with the people involved, this is not going to be just another Turtles movie. I think you've got to think more in line with something like Mitchell's versus the Machines or Into the Spider-Verse. I'm thinking if they're going to do something, it's going to be something extra. I think the Turtles are characters that have been dimension hopping kind of uh, characters as well. So, yeah, they probably just do the same thing. No, Turtles, just, they don't need to do the, that. But... Into the Turtleverse! Is that what it's called? I don't know. You know, oh, I'm, look, I'm, gonna, you... I'm gonna stop you there because <laughs> the, I think the, the animated series came out. I think it was the 2003 one, and they did a that director home release movie called Turtles Forever, and it was the and turtles a, a, from that movies. show. They went back and met the turtles from the 80s cartoon. They met the turtles from the comic strip where it was all black and white. They've done and it. Edgy. They've done it. So they've done they've their done equivalent of Spider-Verse already. I think they're going to do something different. I just think visually, it's not just going to be like, I mean, there's been so many Turtles cartoons on the small screen. I don't think they're just going to do that again, but at the cinema. I think they're going to do something bigger. I would love it if they went, if they just went ballsy and went, hey, let's just do the original gritty, violent, Ninja Turtles. And, you know, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they could be, they could be the guys to do it. They like their, they yeah, like their violent material. They're doing that at Amazon with Invincible. They're right, not with Nickelodeon. <laughs> not with Nickelodeon. <laughs> that, the thing with that, our age, we might not be the same age, but close enough, We'd like that, but yeah, they're going to look for, they're going to go younger. Of course. And at the same time, you know, just like, you know, we watched and enjoyed, you know, Mitchell's and Into the Spider-Verse. So they're going to go oh, yeah, it'll... broader with their approach, whereas you and I, the idea of like a black and white, edgy, red masked Turtles film, that sounds really cool. Like think Sin City, that kind of approach. Oh, yeah, the only <laughs> colour is there. Oh. Yeah, that would be cool, wouldn't it? You know, it's uh, like yeah. MA or R-rated. Yeah, they'd lose too much money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But either well, way, hey, I'm, I'm into it. I really am. I mean, I, look, it's, 20, it's probably going to be... I'll watch it. Probably going to be pretty good. A little bit of casting news for The Matrix, which is interesting because they've finished that movie. So they're obviously going back and adding some extra scenes, or this could be an actress they've brought in for voiceover only. I'm talking about Christina Ricci. Yes. 
She's been added to the cast. Uh, <laughs> details of her character remain unknown. I'm talking about the still untitled Matrix 4 movie. So it could have just been called The Matrix 4, but I've got to be honest. I saw an image online of Christina Ricci casting news. My mind straight away went to the Netflix Wednesday Adams live action Adams Family show. Wasn't that? I was like, oh, great. The finally cast as Morticia. Nope, it's Matrix News, but that's still cool. <laughs> I'd love it if she was cast as Morticia in that show. Yeah, or something. Just, I don't know. Just, but anyway, point being. Yeah, casting news for Matrix Four, a film that has wrapped. That—that's the weird thing about it. It's like, yeah, like you said, like it maybe just a voiceover, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe she's the voice of the Matrix. The Matrix, or they could, you know, just like, be incorporating her scenes with other actors. Like maybe she's yeah, sure, somebody. Who knows? There's no clarification around who she is, what she's going to be doing. Just like she's in the film. But we've also got um, we've got some casting news for John Wick Four. So the other, the other Keanu Reeves fourth movie. There's a thing there, isn't there? Anyway, um, Donnie Yen will join Keanu Reeves in John Wick Four. He will play an old friend of Wick who shares his same history and many of the same enemies. So I'm another John Wick character. <laughs> I, I am into it. You know, I've got to be honest. I, I was familiar one. with Johnny Yen until Rogue One. And since then, I've enjoyed him in everything I've seen him in. And we know how far Keanu Reeves goes to doing his own stunts. We know what Don Yen is capable of. So I'm really intrigued to see these guys on screen together. So that's a good bit of casting there. Lovecraft country star Jonathan Majors is in talks to play the adversary of Michael B. Jordan in Creed 3. Yes. Do it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Like um, From what I've seen, Jonathan Majors is a fantastic actor. Very, very much uh, brings the talent. So this can't go wrong. On paper, this works. <laughs> He's got the acting chops and the physicality as well. Like I've only seen him in Lovecraft Country, but he is a big guy. He looks boxing ready. And to put him yes. in the ring with Michael B. Jordan, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. It's one of those news stories, when I read it, I could just see it already. Like, yep, that oh, like I, I'm like I don't know if, um, if this is correct or not, but it's like, Major seems like a taller... It's like a taller guy compared to Jordan. So, and I suppose like even if, even if they're at like the same like muscle mass, like they look just as as big. Majors is gonna look more dominating against Jordan, um, and I get, which is great as the adversary, not necessarily like a villain because you know like they're just boxers, but to go up against our hero of this of this story. I don't know. I think it's just a good pairing. Yeah, it looks like a great match. I think you had it right. I mean, there's always a villain. (laughs) You know, whether it's Ivan Drago, there's Rocky films do do have a villain. So I think if. But they shouldn't be villainous. Like, they shouldn't be evil characters. 
that's the angle, isn't it? That's what they do. Ad- adversary is the perfect word for this situation. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's not, he's not the your, villain. It's his opponent. It's the yes. one that he's gone up against. Yeah. yeah. But he's not the one that you root for. You want Creed to win. But either way, of I'm pleased with this casting. I've only seen Majors in Lovecraft Country, but or Lovecraft, it's county, isn't it? Not country. Lovecraft County. And yeah, he was fantastic. No, nah, it's country. <laughs> oh, it's is it really? <laughs> it is. Oh, wow. Maybe I will take me correcting myself wrongly out of the edit, or maybe I'll just leave it in. Who knows? Just People listening, it. Just don't know. It's, just don't it. It's all good. Yeah. I've not got it written down. Oh, yes, I do. Country. Moving on. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty. <laughs> um, wedding Crashes 2. Now, it's not officially happening yet. But the script is in, and director David Dobkin has already started scouting locations. So technically, you could say pre-pre-production. <laughs> right, okay. It's important. Enthusiastic, enthusiastic I, pre-production. It's very important that we report this correctly, because everybody, I'm talking everybody, was saying it shoots in August, the cast are back. Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, Isla Fisher, everybody is back. Where are that they was... getting that from? Who knows? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe something on Reddit. I don't know. Who knows? Dot com? It, is that the source? They got, <laughs> they got it from somewhere and everybody ran with it. And I've got to be honest, that was in our show prep. Like what I put together in the show notes, that was going to be the story. And then today... It was, yeah, they were starting to report that. No, no, actually, it's not there yet, but they're clearly wanting to make this sequel. And I remember that first movie, and I, I've not watched it in a long time, but that movie is hilarious. That's Absolutely a good one. hilarious. Even like if you just watch the trailer and you're getting all the quick edits <laughs> of how they introduce themselves with the different names at the venues, it is it is hilarious. Like It is so funny. So it's the director, potential of the cast, looking to make a sequel. And I'm there for it. Like, that was a hilarious movie. So it would be interesting to but, see. That was going to be my question for you. Like, if this does happen, are you there for it? And you're oh, there yes. for it. Oh, of course. Yeah. I love Wedding Crashes. It's hilarious. <laughs> the it's one of those things. It's a movie like... they made after. That was okay. But Wedding Crashes yeah. too. Yes. It's always interesting to catch up with characters again. Um, how long would it... Are we approaching 20 years? Is it that long or am I... I reckon... Maybe not. 2005, thereabouts. About 15 to yeah. 20 years. There, Around 15 By the time years. this comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, sure. Yeah, by the time. It'll, that's, that's pretty... Yeah, I don't know. Surely they're not still crashing weddings because at some point, <laughs> it'll just look sad and I mean, also a little bit creepy. It's, it's creepy. Literally, like all guys of the movie. I mean, yeah. what would you want to see? Not wedding crashes. As a title? Maybe that'll be the plot. Maybe the plot yeah. is they can't do it anymore. It's their thing, but, but it's going to be like because hey, it's creepy and who, it's sad. Who brought the old guys? <laughs> like, who are these old guys? <laughs> and like they pretend uh, to be like the, yeah, anyway, friends of the dads and stuff. <laughs> Oh, it's sad. It's sad. Oh, now you are making me sad. But I'll watch it still. Mm. I'll watch it. I will watch it. <laughs> Another sequel 
Cruella. And this, of course, is the sequel to the new movie, Cruella. Emma Watson, I'd hope she's coming back. Well, that's weird. She wasn't in the first one. Oh, wrong Emma. <laughs> There's two Emmas in that one. I didn't get one of them right. No. Emma Stone. Yeah, I'd assume, yeah. I mean, obviously, Watson. I mean, maybe she's in it, who knows? But Emma Emma Stone, yeah. The assumption is that she is coming back. We do know that director, Gray, uh, the director, Craig Glasby, and screenwriter, Tony Nakamura, are both coming back. So it's potentially have the look and feel of that first film. And, yeah, we've just... I'd say we've just done a review that you've not heard yet because it's coming out after this episode. Uh, but on that review, we did speculate over what they could do with a sequel. And one of the things that, not Emma Watson, but Emma Stone and Emma Thompson was talking about, an approach being similar to The Godfather Part Two, where it's both prequel and sequel. We don't have to have that conversation Again, because we've had it, but not yet for people listening because it's yet to be. You know what I'm trying to say. A I'm not really sure. You, uh, I know it, and you're, and, and, you're, and you're hurting my brain. So uh, <laughs> uh, listeners are probably. We honestly have all dropped we, dead because they're too confused. <laughs> when we record episodes, normally <laughs> it's in a linear fashion, so it's easy to say what's coming next. But at the time of recording, oh, we've like, already done our. Cruella episode. Just just plug our Cruella review that's upcoming. Next one in the feed. Yes. Next one in the feed. That's right. The next yeah, one in the that's feed. That's all you're going to say. Don't well, overcomplicate it. It's not the next podcast in the feed. That's going to be, it sounds like Comic Superman 4 on Friday the 11th. Oh, get out of here. Let me get it's the date. Let me get, okay, okay, okay. If you really want to know what we think of Cruella, the episode will be available on Monday the 14th of June. There you go. Plug done. But anyway, so Cruella 2 could happen. Well, it is happening. It is happening. Yeah, it's, it's, Sorry, um, I'm, it's I'm still in like wedding crashes. <laughs> um, speculation. I can't um, even remember who's got the next story. I think it's you. It's me. It's me. Um, Timothy Chal... You know what? You know his name's actually pronounced Timothy, but I just can't call him that. Cause is it really? It's actually pronounced Timothy. I don't Said like from that. the actor, the actor, the person who owns the name, the, <laughs> the person himself. And but he says he's like, please call me Timothy because. <laughs> okay, even no, he knows. Hang on, it's ridiculous. What is he? Was he born Timothy? Is that what his yeah. parents named him? That's his name. That's his name. Okay, then it's not his fault. I didn't know. No, no one didn't say it was his fault. Anyway, no, sorry, he could, sorry. He could just be Timothy Chalamet. I mean, he's already got a lot going on with his surname, hasn't he? <laughs> to me, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, hang on, you know, actually, actually goes together quite well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with it. Timothy. No, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet will play young Willy Wonka. In an origin movie directed by Paul King, who made Paddington and Paddington Two. Oh, mate, these these origin movies of these beloved <laughs> kids' movies. That we oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's more. And Willy Wonka can be seen, somewhat of a 
villainous <laughs> type of character. So yeah, I mean, it's this, all in line. This is going to be a young Wonka before the Chocolate Factory and meeting the Umpa Lumpers for the first time. That's essentially what the movie is going to be. The fact they that just call the movie Little Wonka. Little Wonka. The fact that bloody he's little Wonka. I know, but <laughs> Timothy, he's quite tall, isn't he? He's not too little. <laughs> Paul King, the director, as you say, of Paddington and Paddington. Those two movies are two of the best family movies ever made. Incredible. Oh, they are like next level. Oh, they are fantastic. Like. fantastic. Um, yeah. So okay. the idea that he's stepping away from what could have been the third Paddington movie to do this, I'm like, oh, okay. But it's obviously what he wants to do. I'll I'll follow him to this project and and see see whether it is. I mean, whether it's going to be a musical like we got with Gene Wilder, who knows? But it's a what I mean. Uh, knows, is it gonna is it gonna be like a prequel, more just in line to the book, and therefore a prequel to nothing that it, that exists in like a in a film you know what i mean or oh, is it no, is it no a prequel musical. to the gene wilder movie or the the johnny depp tim burton movie nobody who knows <laughs> nobody wants that nobody wants that uh, do you know what i want i think every time we talk about willy wonka i'm like where is the great glass elevator movie just yeah just, where is that movie it's a That's book a I mean, a maybe, maybe, it's bonkers. We'll, maybe we'll get Wonka, they'll continue and eventually get to Glass Elevator. Yeah, I remember like, as a yeah. kid, I had that book. I used to read it heaps. Mm. I don't know why. I used to it's read that one. Like, they go to space stuff. and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. Cool. It was a cool story. So maybe they'll get there one day. But I guess the, the point of it, Timothy, like incredible actor. So... I, I Honestly, don't think I, he. I, no, I've I really. Not, I've not heard to a play before. It's we've got to be funny. say it. But um, the 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 roles that he's done so far, so far, I really don't think he would take this role unless he saw something in it that you know is some sort of quality. Quality, so I don't know. Yeah, Things I mean, are shaping up with this Willy yeah, Wonka film. Yeah, I mean, he's starting to take on bigger projects, isn't he? I mean, we've yet to see Dune, also a mm. Warner Brothers movie, and from Dune to Wonka. But yes, I, I mean, I'm sure he does see something in this project because he's somebody that hasn't necessarily jumped at the at the option to star in a franchise or one of these bigger movies too often. Paramount has dated an untitled A Quiet Place movie for March 31st, 2023. The film is based on an idea by John Krasinski and will be written and directed by Jeff Nichols. This is not A Quiet Place Part 3. This is a spin-off. Don't spoil anything because you have seen Part (laughs) 2. I still haven't. But when I first heard this news, initially my mind went to part three. But no, this is something different—an untitled project. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's—I mean, the world is—I mean, yeah, like the the world is really the the. It's the whole premise of the movie. I guess it doesn't really matter what characters we're following. I mean, we love. And then into the second movie, like we love the, the family that we're following, you know, Emily Blunt, the kids, 
all of that, any new additions that may come about in the second movie. But um, I guess yeah, you could follow anyone, and but then does it then risk becoming the same movie? Like, everyone's going to be doing the same thing. We got to be quiet. The monsters will come and get us. If we Do you think noise. it's too much too soon? We're just hearing you say that. I'm thinking. Fear the Walking Dead, World's End. You know when they did those spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. but I does mean, it, like, does it add anything more? I mean, like, yeah, the same concerns could have been for you know the part two, like the second film, but you know, knocked it. It was a, it was an incredible movie to watch. So much tension and fear and all of that, and it and it worked, even though we're still in the same world and we are with you know, some of the same characters, but I don't know. Maybe it can be done. Maybe it can be done. I mean, it's happening, so we'll just have to wait and oh, see. It's happening, yeah. yeah but how excited should we be? Well, you know, so far, so good. So I mean, hang on more. It is based on an idea by Krasinski, so it's not as if it's completely removed from those first two movies. Mm. Like it's involved in some capacity. You just won't be directing it. The next Evil Dead movie... Evil Dead Rise. It's skipping cinemas and heading straight to HBO Max. Um, it'll center on two sisters and will take place in a city. Also, Bruce Campbell is not expected to appear as Ash. Now, did we work out was this was this a, a follow up to like the Bruce Campbell? Yeah, it's Sam a continuation. Yes, but it's not so- it's. It's not a follow-up to the 2013 remake. This is a follow-up to Bruce Campbell, Ash Williams, those original movies, all these years later. So it's within that world. That's why they're saying that Campbell is not expected to appear, but it's because it it is part of that continuity. And this movie produced by both Campbell and Sam Raimi. Cool. So pretty... Interested, and um, I mean, skipping cinemas, HBO Max. I mean, we still don't have that option here in Australia. I mean, whether that means it's going to be going straight to Foxtel or binge, that's what's typically happened with, let's say, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Friends of the Union, HBO Max originals that have gone to binge and Foxtel. So maybe that's where it's going to go for us. But the fact that it takes place in the city. Typically, the woods or medieval times. That's where you think yeah. when you think Evil Dead. So that's a little bit different. But I mean, like, we've... It's not It's not too far. I mean, we've seen, we've seen this happen in the city with, like, the Evil Dead TV series, which, I mean, yeah, is that canon? Was, was, uh, is it canon? It has to be, surely. I'd, I'd say... I'd say There's no reason is. why it shouldn't be, right? It's... Yeah, but I mean, they only seem to be connecting the previous movies. But if the TV show is connected to the films, I'd say, and if the and if Ash doesn't appear, which is a good chance he won't, it doesn't make a difference whether it is or not. They can say it is. Mm. They can say it isn't. That's true. Yeah. I mean, someone's away from the Necronomicon. The yes. Evil Dead will rise. Exactly. The title. <laughs> I mean, you added will, but yes, that's the title. I needed to make sense in the sentence that I was saying. <laughs> well, okay then. Well, that's it for movie news. <laughs> now on to 
TV news, you give us an email address, I'll, uh, I'll start. The CW has revealed that the first five episodes of The Flash Season 8 will consist of team-ups of The Flash and other heroes of the CW-verse in a mini-event that will not be a traditional crossover like the CW-verse has done in the past. Now, there's a few things there. Well, it sounds like One, it sounds like they really, the same traditional crossover no, <laughs> that they've they, done in the past. They really want the CWverse to catch on, which was originally the Arrowverse, but now the official press release states the CWverse. That's what they call the DC hero shows that all cross over. Now, whether it be COVID or whatever else, we've not had the annual crossovers that we've had where all the, all the characters from the different shows get together. So they're going to try a different approach. Instead of doing a typical crossover, they're going to get individual team-ups with The Flash. I'm happy about this. I am. I'm still watching The Flash, but it's something I watch out of obligation, not out of enjoyment at this point. I think I talked about it last time when we mentioned The Flash on the show. So that, that could be a shot in the arm that it needs like open season eight and have all these other characters turn up, build up a momentum and hopefully when the crossovers stop, they can sustain that for the rest of the season. So I'm into it. It's going to be pretty cool. I mean, I watched a recent episode of Black Lightning, which admittedly is the CW show I am struggling with the most. There's an episode where Black Lightning is like, hey, I need something from Central City I know somebody who's quick. Next scene, he's holding the thing. You're like, ah, oh, that's not how you do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like what yeah. we didn't see off screen was an interaction between the Flash and Black Lightning. That never happened. Let me stop it, Shani. But at least in the opening of season eight, they're going to have actual team-ups. So I'm into it. All right. Jordan Colloway's Black Lightning character isn't getting his own series on the CW. Um, and this is referring to Painkiller. Yeah, just not a strong enough character. Like, he's a, he was a good guy to a bad guy, and they were looking to set him up with his own spin-off. But not anymore. Not anymore. Naomi, though, the other DC CW character... The characters received, or the show, should I say, has received a full series order at the CW. And this is the show produced by Ava DuVernay. There's quite a bit of talent behind this show. Uh, the pilot we talked about previously, but now it's been picked up for a full season. So what is Painkiller's loss is Naomi's gain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact. <laughs> That's just a fact. Jeremy Irvine has now been confirmed to play Alan Scott, Green Lantern, in the upcoming HBO Max uh, series, Green Lantern. So another another actor to add to the Green Lantern roster. Yeah, so we, we talked about how it was rumoured last episode, and it was how this is a gay superhero. We talked a little bit about that. That's the current interpretation of the character. But now it's official. Speaking of official, though, and I thought this is something you knew already, 
Oscar Isaac has been cast as Moon Knight. Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> we knew. <laughs> I thought we knew this, but whether it be Disney, Marvel, they made a big thing about this announcement. And they showed an image of Oscar Isaac from like his eyes up and then heaps of Moon Knight images above his head. And that was them saying, hey, it's official. It's yeah, weird maybe. what's going over there, man. Like, remember when we were talking <laughs> about the actress casting She-Hulk and she was adamant she'd not been cast as She-Hulk. And then months later, she came out and said, I've been cast in the show. Sometimes we're weird like, things yeah, happen yeah, with yeah. their casting. It's like the news gets out there so quick and their damage control isn't like say, hey, yeah, we weren't intending on letting you know yet, but is actually yeah. a thing. They come out and say, it's not true. And then whether it's be a month or weeks or whatever, they come out and say, hey, it's official. They've been yeah. cast. Yeah, like like they'd rather say, they'd rather take the stand of like, no, we weren't ready to announce it. So we ain't saying nothing. We ain't saying nothing. But if the like, news but, is out, just they never just They it. never came out and stated that, like, and said that Oscar Isaac wasn't Moon Knight. But I guess they never officially confirmed it. No, okay. but like, it's one of those things though, like with multiple, I, when I say multiple, I'm talking about the big news outlets. When they put it out there and then nobody, whether it's Disney, Marvel, come out and say, hey, that's not correct. People just go along with that assumption. Right. And often it's correct. Like <laughs> this, Moon Knight. Yeah. But again, Seems like old news. <laughs> so, weird. But now um, look, now ha- it's official. Happy Gilmore star Christopher McDonald will join Samuel L. Jackson and company in Marvel's upcoming Secret Invasion series. What do you think of this? Cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the cast just keeps going from strength to strength. I mean, who did we talk about last time? Olivia Coleman. There's a couple of other big names in there. And, I mean, if I'm honest, I do know Christopher McDonald as Shooter McGavin, so I thought I'd put Happy Gilmore in there. I know he's done <laughs> much more than that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I can see him wearing a suit. I reckon that's going to be his character, and I reckon he'll wear that suit well. And when you say suit, you mean like a like a like an office oh, suit? Business like suit, suit. Business right. suit. Yeah, I can't yeah. see him in spandex. I think those days are behind him. Well, you got to be careful. Talking, <laughs> talking comic book superheroes suit. But yeah, suit. I'm, I'm into it. I, I'm into. It. I mean, we are getting these, you know, these character-driven shows. Whether it be Moon Knight, She-Hulk, whereas this is something a little bit different. This sounds like a mini event that we're going to get on Disney Plus. So, yeah, like more cast the merrier. Now, it sounds like we're getting a Black Panther spin-off, and it's for the Akoe character, played by Danae Guerrero. You'd know her as, well, you'd know her as Akoe from Black Panther, but you'd also <laughs> know her as uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead. <laughs> this, Cast as yeah. Akoe, eh? I mean, Black I know. That's, that didn't really make much sense. I was thinking what people might know her from. So, yeah, so these, okay, so we're getting Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the, the sequel 
to the original Black Panther on the big screen, on the small screen, we're getting more Wakanda with an origin spin-off series. Yeah, well, this isn't, it's not, it's not an Okoye origin um, series as such. It'll be, it's a Wakanda based, it's like, it's a Wakanda TV series and Okoye's origins will be like, I guess, addressed. Okay, so the the press release is that it is a, Origin spin-off series, but what you're saying it's going to be an origin spin-off series for Wakanda and could feature different characters. And she's potentially the first character that's going to be maybe in the first episode. Yeah, well, they're saying that she potentially might not she might not even be the lead character in it. She she's gonna feature in the show. Um, like that's what the news is saying. Um, and we'll see her origin amongst other characters, I guess. Like it'll be like early days, early-ish days. I don't know. It's probably just a series about the Dora Milaje, which would be kind of cool. Okay. I feel like we should no, put, <laughs> I feel like we should put a pin in it and next story, let's be better. Because <laughs> there are a lot of holes better. in that story, I think. I thought I thought to begin with, right, we know what it is. And then <laughs> yes, maybe it's not what I thought it was gonna be. All right. You did all right. But look, um, Netflix has cancelled Jupiter's legacy after one season. Um, but Mar- writer Mark Miller shared he is developing a live-action Super Crook series, which takes place in the same world as Legacy, but concentrates on the villains. This is this is so weird. This is bizarre. My, like honestly, yeah. my mind's was, going. Why would you cancel a show, yeah. but then continue the world that you've established like, in this, a new This series? is bizarre. Oh, very- when they announced that Jupiter's Legacy had been cancelled. Sounds like comics, we did a review of that first season of Jupiter's Legacy, and it was our current episode that we've released. It's the first time in the history of the podcast that we have reviewed a TV show, and as it's our latest episode, it's being cancelled. And, you know, we we liked it, Jay and I, on that review. You know, we had a lot of good things to say about it. I mean, that first season wasn't perfect, but it set up enough and had a lot of good things going for it. So on the back of that, for them to cancel it, and do it in such a way because what Netflix purchased when they took on Jupiter's Legacy, they purchased Miller World, which is the independent imprint that Mark Miller has. Whether it be Jupiter's Legacy, Super Crooks, Hook, what else has he got? Um, he's got a lot, a lot of original content all under his banner. And Netflix have all of that. So they're saying Jupiter's Legacy is cancelled. They've released all the access from their contracts. That, that's a done deal. Super Crooks, they're saying, takes place within the same world. Now, after this news broke, I went back and reread that original graphic novel. It's made up of around four issues. It's a quick read. And there is no mention whatsoever of any association with Jupiter's legacy. So I'm thinking for Netflix and the live action adaptions, that's where there's a connection. Or maybe I'm just missing something from the comic, but either way, it sounds like in some capacity, they're looking to continue what they started with Jupiter's legacy, focusing on villains, 
and maybe at a later date they'll bring the utopian or or whoever back but th- this was like shocking for me to be honest i mean like opening weekend like the numbers were high for jupiter's legacy like it, it had an audience cancelled it i suppose just an expensive show I know, but they put so I much guess. time and effort into building the world, the costumes, the sets, the everything. Like they put so much yeah. into that first season, and they could have continued it, but instead the actors are gone, and I guess the suits are in storage. So there you go. So weird, because I didn't watch it. Um, you're part of the problem, <laughs> then. Maybe, maybe gonna, your viewing start figures it. would have contributed to them saving it for maybe. a second season. I mean, I was I was gonna start it. But now I'm like... I'll say this, though. Don't be deterred. (laughs) It's still worth watching. I mean, all these shows end on a cliffhanger. But there's so much going on, world building, that it's still still a good watch. It's worth watching. All right. Um, The CW is shooting a new pilot episode for the live-action Powerpuff Girls series. What has gone on, hey? The cast and crew will largely stay attached to the project, including Chloe Bennett, you know, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Dove Cameron from Descendants, um, Yana Perrault, and Donald Fajon from Scrubs, as well as writer-producers and other cast members. So they're scrapping that pilot that they made, and they're starting again. I said, didn't I, when we first started, when news was breaking about casting and, and the the plans they had for this show, which, you know, it was always only a pilot with the idea that it being more than that. So they were always just planning a pilot. But I did hear that apparently it was too campy and tonally it's not what they wanted the show to be, but they right. liked everybody involved in front of and behind the camera. So it's like, come on, let's have another go at it. Which happen often, to be honest. It's a unique situation, but you know what? I guess could be for the better if they've taken a look at it and gone, "No, nah, we can we can do something better with this." Yeah, and I mean, they surely they made it. They made the pilot, and they're like, "We we still believe in this, but let's just start again." I mean, I guess it's better than, you know, for those who want the show, it's better than doing the pilot, submitting it. I don't know. It's not going to picked up. And then. How, how big is the Powerpuff Kills audience? I really don't know. Like, like in anticipation <laughs> of this live action no, but even, show, I showed, like, I showed it to my kids and they liked it enough. But I don't know. Like, you know, like my interest for this show is, I don't know where it's coming from because i'm not like a huge powerpuff girls fan like you know i I had watched somewhat of the show i'm just more curious at anything i I just think it's exciting it's something so ridiculous that for me it was the the casting of donald Faison as the professor i'm like you have my attention (laughs) let's let's see where this goes but we're gonna have to wait a little little bit longer longer we're getting a Scooby-Doo animated reunion special. It will premiere later this year on The CW. The one-hour special will follow Fred, Daphne, Velma, and Shaggy and Scooby-Doo as they investigate the mystery 
something going on there while celebrating the legacy of the <laughs> franchise. And apparently this is going to be at Warner Brothers Studios. So it's going to be like a chat show or, yeah, like a chat show. And they're being <laughs> interviewed about previous cases. There's going to be flashbacks to other adventures. But this whole thing is interesting. I've had. It's just it's an odd thing for them to do. And it's not the only thing that the CW are doing around about the same time. They're also doing a Legends of Tomorrow Christmas special and a film centered around the Waltons. Remember the Waltons? Yeah, what the hell? Good night, John Boy. Apparently, this is going to be John Boy all grown up. But that's, wow. I never thought we'd be talking about the Waltons on this podcast. Well, let's just leave the Waltons because I think we've said as much as we can say about <laughs> that. But, so we're getting a animated Scooby-Doo reunion special. That's pretty cool. So I'm thinking it's going to be around Christmas time because we're also getting an animated Legends of Tomorrow special. And the name of that special is Bebo Saves Christmas. And he's that big blue creature that was in one of the previous right. seasons. My takeaway from that is, sounds like comics, Christmas special, Bebo Saves Christmas. There we go. Last year right, we did the Lego Star Wars yeah. holiday special. Now we know what we can do for this year. But um, yeah, Scooby-Doo. My takeaway is... We keep uh, making Scooby-Doo. My, my takeaway is that the folks over at CW are... Smoking crack. I don't know. They're like <laughs> weird, <laughs> isn't it? Weird. Honestly, it's like, okay. weird stuff. The same news story involves Scooby Doo on a like a chat show. Yeah, an animated Legends of Tomorrow Christmas special and a live action Walton's movie. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> bad, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine, imagine yeah, if, like, if all if all the ideas. I've got nothing Imagine <laughs> like, you've got like a meeting at the CW, and those three ideas yeah, yeah. came from one individual. You'd be like, "What?" <laughs> oh, there we go. So that's who is that person sleeping with to make <laughs> made for those things to be like yeah, to get all all these things greenlit? Well, yeah. I've got to be honest. Like an animated Legends of Tomorrow Christmas special. I mean, that sounds interesting. I'm there for it. But then again, I'm there for most DC things. <laughs> well, that's it for TV news, an odd place to end on. But now, recommend <laughs> <With> the Waltons. <laughs> the Waltons. Madness. I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend the Waltons. Oh, <laughs> is it good? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Um, look, I've, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, which isn't the best thing to say where you're going into, hey, I'm recommending you watch this thing. Especially but I, um, if that person's I, listening and you've recommended their thing and you start by saying you're scraping oh, the bottom of the barrel. Oh, no, I don't mean it in that way. I just mean, you know, it's not usually, it's not a thing I'd probably normally jump to and be like, hey, you know. Anyway, I came across it on Netflix. That's, that's where we're at with things. But it's Jurassic World related. And it's exciting. And no, it's not Camp Cretaceous. Um, <laughs> if you've had that fix, if you've, you've done that, but you want a little bit more, check out Lego Jurassic World Legend of Isla Nublar. It's a 13-episode CG animated television miniseries. It serves as a prequel to the 2015 film Jurassic World. It's set in 2012. Um, and it's also a follow-up to Lego Jurassic World The Secret Exhibit television special. 
the 2019 show. Mate, like that was you get all that too, no too much information. I I I've seen the Lego specials of Jurassic World, but I didn't realize it actually made a TV series. Oh yeah, it's a thirteen episode because I watched that secret exhibit special and I was like, hey, oh, fine, whatever. And I was like, oh, they did they did an actual season. They did an actual season. The uh, Legend of Isla Nublar, thirteen episode, uh, obviously CG animated and all that. Yeah, it's like a it's a prequel. So it has the obviously the parks all operational, but there's still dinosaurs getting loose and causing havoc. But in great Lego tradition, it's all cute and fun. Um, Jeff Goldblum's character, not played by Jeff Goldblum, but Ian Malcolm <laughs> yeah, pops I'd, I'd up in one episode. <laughs> Alan Grant pops up yeah. in one episode. They oh. they have a bit of fun with this why, one, and why, both characters. Why do I not know about this? It just, I mean, uh, it's it's on. I mean, they they advertise yeah. something like Camp Cretaceous, but this one I've not seen advertised anywhere. No, is it new this year? This is, no, it's, no, 2019. 2019. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. But it's fun, you know, like the humour. The humour is where it gets it for me. It's well, the in-jokes, the, you know, the, there's a moment where, you know, Chris Pratt's character, again, not played by Chris Pratt, but um, the Owen Owen Grady's character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's driving the jeep and he's going along and he's he looks out the window and he looks at the volcano and he's he says something along the lines of, "The good thing that volcano is not gonna you know not gonna erupt anytime soon." And then it flashes forward. I think it says like seven years later or something like that. And it's him running from the volcano erupting and there's all the dinosaur behind. It's like it's a very Family Guy esque kind of moment. Mm. But I was just okay. it's like a four second snippet that kind of humor it's there there's a lot going on there's a lot happening how long the episodes are they around about 11 12 minutes no like 20 20 odd minutes oh wow episodes like a like a half hour show yeah wow kind of thing so yeah 13 episodes okay it's good yeah it's good it's not bad it's fun it's just some good harmless jurassic fun uh yeah if uh, Camp Cretaceous was too serious for you, oh, no, I mean I do need to finish seasons two and three, but I'll I'll go back. I'll um check that out. Sounds pretty cool. I always like it when they do tie into what's happened in the movies, so I will go back and check that out. I'm going to recommend a British comedy. It's a first series so far, made up of six episodes. The show is Bloods. Have you heard of that one at all? It sounded like you were describing it like. The show's Bloods, man. It's, it's... <laughs> the show is called Bloods. It's a six-episode comedy series created by and starring Samson Ko. You might know him from Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime. He was the character that had experiences with the supernatural as a kid. Not sure if you saw it showing up. But yeah, so he's the main person behind this show. It follows a pair of paramedics in South London. K.O. is a loner while absolutely fabulous as Jane Horrocks, the other half of the odd couple, is an overly familiar recent divorcee. It is hilarious. Hilarious. I love (laughs) this show so much. It's one series so far that over in the UK, where it aired first, it was on Sky, which is their satellite channel thing their equivalent of Foxtel. <laughs> sure. 
Here in Australia, it's available on Stan. So you can watch it, Jason. It's available on Stan so far. Uh, they've released five of the six episodes. I think it's like 20 or 30 minutes each. But it's hilarious. You've got like you've got the main cast, who I've mentioned already, but then you've also got supporting cast. And this show is hilarious. You know, and sometimes you'll watch a new comedy. And it might take you a couple of episodes to get into it, get the get the rhythm, get the jokes. For me, first episode, fully formed, off it went. Love it. Supporting That's a good way to start. Oh my supporting cast, you've got Julian Barrett from Mighty Bush. You've got Lucy Punch, who is one of the highlights of the show. You may have seen him on Motherland which I believe is airing on ABC in Australia. She is hilarious. The show is hilarious. Paramedics in London. And I love it. I absolutely love it. So wife and I just absolutely smashed the show. Loved it. So, so much fun. Sounds like you loved it. It's great. It really was bloods. It was bloods, man. It really so is. That, <laughs> when we did our last movie show, at that point, I'd watched the first episode. And I was so close to recommending it. But I thought, no, I Ooh. need to do a couple of more episodes before. Just in it. case. And Just in case episode oh, two. Man, honestly. <laughs> I think it's this week they'll be airing the sixth episode. So like the full, like the complete series one available on Stan. Bloods. Bloody brilliant. Check it out. Bloods. Bloody brilliant. <laughs> Oh, I just watch it. Uh, as always, <laughs> we like to close out on some trivia. And my trivia is Scooby-Doo related. <gasps> Velma, who is obviously associated with Scooby-Doo, Velma is known for losing her glasses, but it was originally never scripted. During the first recording rehearsal for Scooby-Doo, the Velma voice actor dropped her glasses and cried out, my glasses, I can't see without them. And that led to the classic phrase. So what started being a a live action accident is a character trait. (laughs) That has happened so many times over the years, but it was the actress literally dropped her glasses they, they recorded it, they liked it, and they incorporated it into the character. That is amazing. There you go. I first stumbled upon this trivia about two weeks ago, and I've held on to it ever since. That I'm going to use that <laughs> on the show. <laughs> what, next time, next time Scooby-Doo pops up? Oh, well, it, yeah, it was around about the same time. So I thought I'll, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll use that. that is a, that's, that's, some good, that's some good stuff. Yeah, good I'm, stuff. I'm proud of it. Honestly, it's the, the earliest <laughs> I've ever had trivia. <laughs> Like two weeks early. <laughs> well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Cruella. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>